Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Advertising is based on one thing. Happiness. Who needs to? And that's it. Ah, yes. Welcome in on Hit and Run on 670 The Score. I am Matt Spiegel, but I'm really just sitting by for the Brooks Boyer and Colin Faulkner show coming up on 670 The Score. This would be a very good radio show if uh, the senior vice presidents of sales and marketing for the Cubs and the White Sox, Colin Faulkner and Brooks Boyer, respectively, if you guys did a radio show together, I think it could be interesting. And I do believe you'd have no trouble getting sponsorship. I think that's probably right. That's it. Yeah. Well, well, this beautiful park view that Mitch has given you guys that we yeah, we have now studios are incredible. Studio. Oh, man, you guys have the life. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, it's quite lovely here. The brand new studios. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying it, men. Thank you for being here. This is uh, a rare opportunity. Have you guys ever been on a show together? No, before? this no. is a maiden voyage, record-setting industry radio here. I think so, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I don't know if in a two-team town it has happened with the Yankees and the Mets guys together, or the Dodgers and the Angels guys together. But it's uh, it's an interesting opportunity. So well, I we like to call it. our ratings bonanza. <laughs> I, I, I can feel the spike in ratings right now. And um, and give that, me a promo. Yeah, that will be reflected in my paycheck, and I will pass that on. Thank you. That uh, that is my want. Um, all right, first question: um, Twelve kids between the two households. Thir- <laughs> Thirteen. Where why, are we? why do you think we agreed Twelve? to come down? Yeah, we got to get out of the house this morning. <laughs> to be in the studio. <laughs> so, what's the split? Are we seven and five? No, we're no, even. Even well. you three. I, I'm I'm four girls, two boys. Okay. And uh, we have. We have six in our house. Amazing. Yep. Six, uh, six and six. Yep. Six and six. All so. right. Colin so desperately wanted to be Brooks Boyer. Well, it be me that he he went crazy. Yeah, we've got <laughs> so we have three, and we've taken on uh, two nephews and a niece. So we've we've got six. Just in my goal to be like Brooks, that was really what it was all this about. This this is the dream. Now, Colin, you've you've been here in this job for the Cubs since 2015, December 2015. Uh in this role? In this role. Um, per, yeah, probably. Oh, no, yeah. Vice President yeah. Sales yeah. and Partnerships, February 2013. Been with the Cubs Whatever. since 2010. I, I, yeah, I, I started in 2010. You pre- not as you, long as Brooks. You predate Theo. I think a lot of people think of Cubs as pre-Theo, post-Theo. Well, I helped recruit him. Uh, well, there it is. Just be honest. He's oh. a closer. <laughs> Closed it at Starbucks, right? It wasn't that. Yeah, Starbucks. Were you there? Yeah, we, Paul we, Sullivan was there. Uh, somebody was there. It was Yom Kippur. I remember it was Yom Kippur, and it was like, man, what's Theo doing yeah, at the Starbucks right. on Yom Kippur that's in right. Chicago? And that's what it was. Brooks Boyer has been around a long time. Brooks Brooks is the is the wise and grizzled veteran of the sales and marketing. You recruited scene. Michael Jordan, I think. Oh, the World Series was actually my idea <laughs> to win the World Series. <laughs> that's why I take credit. You know, I, I came to the White Sox in '04. <laughs> that was a good call. And, you know, have you guys thought about this? Maybe. For the organization, we should right. win one of these right. things in 05, we decided And I to do copied that. him. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great idea. Well yeah. done. It took you a long time. Why didn't you do that sooner? You know? Yeah. 
16 years. Trust the process. TV ratings. It's all about the TV ratings. (laughs) 16 years uh, in the job for Brooks. Um, Now, Brooks has you on athletic achievement. Brooks, a two-time captain for Notre Dame men's basketball, correct? That is correct. That's amazing. Long time ago. Long time ago. But still, I looked for highlights. I keep looking. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. They're not on the internet. Yeah, probably. yeah. Well, they're they're cleaning them. They're yeah. cleaning the house. Scrubbing. All right. Same as a statue. And then and then a few years, um, a few years with the Bulls. Ten right? years. Ten years. I, you know, I, I was lucky because I came to the Bulls when a guy named Michael Jordan was playing baseball. And you know, as as as, as I like to say, with no disrespect to Michael, uh-huh. you know, luckily he was swinging at curveballs and missing them, and and came back to basketball because. Uh, I was there. This is my my second year when he came back, and and what an amazing run to see something like that. Is, wow. is you know, Colin Colin got to see it with, with the Cubs winning the World Series. We've been lucky to see yeah. both of our teams win, uh, but that that Bulls run there was some, there was nothing like it back then. I can only imagine what social media would have been like uh-huh. around that run, or how easy a, it might be to market the Chicago Bulls when Michael Jordan is there. <laughs> yes, I get that quite a bit. It's a good way to cut your teeth is when you, you you're going into whether it's a a market for a preseason game or even around Chicago, right? And you know Michael Jordan's the picture on the front. Well, he's he, the best. He, he, here's the commonality, as I see it, anyway, um, between you guys and the jobs that you do. When Colin gets here in 2010, and even in 2013, when he move over to where you are, and, and not so much in 2015 when you move over, but you have experience in marketing a losing team, in looking at a franchise that's losing 90 games a year, 95 games a year. And Brooks has had to do this at different points in his career, as well as you both have had the benefit of marketing a winning team. So what is the biggest challenge, Colin, in that short stint that you had doing it in marketing a losing team? Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a lot different back, call it in 2012, 2013, whatever the year might have been when Ryan Sweeney is playing for you versus the guys that we have today. No disrespect to, to Ryan Sweeney, but we we didn't know if those guys, we actually knew they weren't going to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not marketing the players as much as you're you're leaning into the experience of Wrigley Field. You're mm-hmm. leaning into the hope of the future um, and what what's coming, uh, which I think is a lot of what is happening with the White Sox now is talking about the build and and leaning into the build. Um, and it's totally different now, where you know you've got those guys around, so you can lean more into the players, knowing, telling their personalities, telling their stories because they're going to be around. Um, and it's just it's two different worlds and and they're different challenges. They're both challenges. And, and Brooks and I, despite what anyone might think, we actually get along really well. We talk all the time and we both talk about these things and different challenges that we have all the time. Yeah, because we, we've seen it, whether it was Colin and hockey, me and basketball uh, back in the day. Yeah. But, you know, we're the, the, the Cubs have certainly helped the White Sox from the perspective of fans understanding the, the rebuild. And and we're in a different stage. You know, at one point the the Cubs were in the stage that we're in right now. Right. So, Colin's been a great resource for me for understanding this is what's coming. He's he's predicted a few things that have that have happened to us already. Hmm. Well, that's that that really that dispels something that people have wanted to believe that Cubs and Sox just hate each other on every level. Well, you I guys, think, I think we're it. I think we're the only ones. And and probably what's happening on Twitter right now uh-huh. is is you know they're probably texting bad things about that I said about Colin or Colin said about me just because nobody <laughs> likes it. But, you know, the, the, the reality for, for both of us, and we talked about this, is baseball is really important. Baseball is really important in this town. And the, the, the more things we can do to grow the game, whether it's with, with younger people or you know, people that move here to get them into baseball, you know, our industry is healthy and 
we want to make sure Chicago is a major market for for MLB. Well, yeah. that's, well, that's interesting. Yeah, there, there's there's a shared there is a shared goal in there in terms of this game, which I obviously love, and um, and I, I'm thrilled to get a chance to talk about, and you guys obviously love, and you get a chance to work in. This game needs needs some help. Needs every little bit of communal marketing help that it can get as well, an industry. That's why we have twelve kids between us. We're we're doing our part. Right, we're trying to <laughs> populate all, all baseball young baseball fans, fans yeah. for sure. <laughs> no, we talk about it all the time. Like uh, the White Sox being good or the Cubs being good is good for baseball in general. And we we're fortunate to live uh, in a market with a ton of history um, and incredible fans on both sides of town that love baseball. And for for people that grew up in Chicago and been here their whole lives it's not this way in every market um and even when our teams aren't playing as well we have a really intelligent loyal um fan base who loves the game and so we're really lucky in that and our job this responsibility that both of us have is to leave it better than we found it and, and continue to grow the game and and that's what i know brooks does and, and i do every day to try to continue to super serve our existing fans but also grow the next generation of fans and we, we we look forward to the day that both teams are good, and and no doubt. and and you know hopefully we come out of this rebuild. The Cubs will still be at the top of of their division. We're at the top of our division, and then there's that talk that would happen in this very nice room that Mitch built about uh, <laughs> you know about the potential, a real yeah. potential of a of a crosstown or an, an L series. That would be incredible. Would be would be amazing. I, I mean that's amazing. that that's what guys like us, guys like me, dream of um, completely. And we've in fact targeted and thought about 2020 as the first realistic opportunity for such things, or 2021. Oh, see Brooks tamping down the expectations. Who are you, Rick Hahn? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like why can't people dream, Brooks? All, this game, I'm, this I'm, game happen. It happens like that. Well, to borrow a, a line from from Theo is you know, I remember him going through the the process the rebuild process. Can I guess goes. what it is? Go ahead. Progress is not linear. That's it. There you go. You know, it's, and, and you just don't know. I mean, I, Colin, I don't remember your guys' records off the top, but I, I know there was one year that it just kind of popped. Twenty fifteen was, was the bonus year. It just yeah. it just popped, and and things came together. And uh, you know, you got to keep guys healthy, and 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 you've got to get. You know that 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 key, whether it's free agent or prospect, to grow a little bit faster than you think that prospect would grow. But that that can happen. You, know, yeah. you, you see it all over baseball. In yeah. fifteen, for us, it was you know we signed Lester and 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 Madden, and that was kind of the year that things took off. You know, it, it, the Cubs' absurd five-year progression under Theo has actually sullied the landscape for rebuilds across <laughs> no all doubt. of baseball. Yeah, probably true. It is picture perfect. Mm-hmm. It is storybook. All right, we're going to not prioritize winning on the major league level for a total of three years. The fourth year, it pops and you make the playoffs. The fifth year, you win the World Series. Right. I mean, the Astros had four years of sucking, mm-hmm. um, of not prioritizing winning on the big league level, which is the kinder mm-hmm. way to say it, of course. But, I mean, so you say that, yes, it has prepared – um, the fans and and I've experienced that Brooks, where like yeah. White Sox fans are more willing to zoom out and widen the focus, and yet it's also completely spoiled the fans, hasn't right. it? Well, Colin hit it on the head, and this is a knowledgeable town when it comes to baseball, so it it, it is nice to have have someone go before you where your fan base can say, okay, I want that. That's 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 what I want, and 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 there has there is a little bit of a script to 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 follow, mm-hmm. and, and and to be transparent with the fans is is super important so our fans get it and and we were fortunate because we hired theo and he had done it in boston right so we could always point to right. like theo's done it in boston there's a proven track record 
Um, and so I think that's kind of the way it worked. And I'm trying to remember from a marketing standpoint how much you leaned on Theo or Red Sox Pass because it was just kind of already baked into the storyline. It was baked in, but it was all about transparency for us. I mean, we, we talked about this you know, honesty policy that we called it internally where it's like we're going to tell the fans what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it. They were going to tell them that we did it, and we're going to continue to build this trust. Um, and there were dark times. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't always great. And we could have easily not won the World Series. Like we could be here sitting today, where um, that whole series in in you know San Francisco or wherever, so many things went our way. Right. Um, and a lot of things just have to go your way too. I wonder because the tenor around Cub fans right now, and it's you know we're not going to talk a lot of current baseball, but it's it's fairly ugly right now, which is a bizarre well, thing. It's so weird because the expectations have changed completely. I like, saw this happen like, in Boston. Yeah, I warned like, people that this was yeah, going like to back back when we were not good. Fans were like, man, if we just got to the playoffs, that would be awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, and all I need is one World Series. Just give me one in my lifetime, and I'm good. And then after it happened, like, yeah, but like two would be good too. Uh, and their expectations now are and it's two good. becomes expected, right? And, and you can look at Boston again and say they oh four and oh seven with the three. This would be the oh seven comp here in twenty right. And it's good to have high expectations. I mean, it's it's better than better than the opposite. So, yeah. um, what what do you get the sense that that White Sox fans' expectations have been since the World Series? Like, w- was there a lasting effect from that World Series that affected you guys? Yeah, you know, there's there's after any championship, there's a halo effect. And you know, for us, if, if you go back to '06, you know, Jim Tomey comes to town. Yeah. That, that '06 team uh, was was really good. Won a lot of games and just didn't make it to one. I think won over 90 games and didn't make it to the to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, that team was was really good as well. But it's hard to 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 keep these you know to keep these runs together. You know, I, both Colin and I have a great deal of respect for teams that get themselves into the playoffs every year because this do. is – you talk about hockey being a hard championship to win. You know, winning the World Series is really hard because you have to have a lot of things go away, go your way. And you look at any World Series champion, they've had that lucky bounce or that lucky hit or, mm-hmm. or, or some, something that was very timely. It's hard to win a well, World Series. I, I, think I, rem- I think it was the year I started with the Cubs maybe – Maybe it was 2010. Somebody will correct me on this. And by the way, Colin was with the Dallas Stars for 10 years before yeah, the Cubs. Tom Hicks owned the uh, Rangers and the Stars, so I worked I worked down there for 10 years. Uh, it was around the time I started. It was the Cardinals. They got in as a wild card team yeah. and ended up winning the World yeah, Series. Like, 83 wins or something like right, that. Right, right, right. So any, anything can happen. And, the, and for us, getting in the postseason is important. And then you never know what can happen. So... We're, we're battling. It's going to come right down to the last weekend for us. A uh, lot to talk about with Colin Faulkner and with Brooks Boyer. Appreciate them being here. Mitch Rosen has left notes behind for both of you. I know that uh, Brooks has bastardized the note and resealed it to send back to Mitch. But which... he took the cash out, which was yeah. good. <laughs> great, great, great news. Colin only had 10 times the amount of cash that I had. <laughs> thrilled with that. Thanks, Mitch. Well, you know, it's, uh, there's there's a whole broadcast rights issue, which we don't have to get into. Here are six, the, yeah, they score. have our rights, so, you know. <laughs> right. um, last talk about with you guys, um, including, you know, some of the, the, the differences between the jobs, and some of them are obvious, but some of them are perhaps not, and the confluence of events that brought you guys to Cooperstown, I believe with family in tow. I want to hear about that. Yeah. So we'll talk about that upcoming right here on Hit and Run. It's Matt Spiegel with you on 670 The Score.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. It's Hit and Run. Matt Spiegel with you. Talking baseball every Sunday morning. And right now, the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the Cubs, Colin Faulkner, is to my left. And the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing for the White Sox, Brooks Boyer, is to his left. We're all here together. All right, you just brought it up off the air. When you are in the position that the White Sox are in, allowing Jason Benetti to reach out to some friends and have Michael Shore, Ken Tremendous for a game, and Bill Walton for a game on a road trip in the dog days of August was an absolute home run. Genius and, marketing by Brooks. There it is, from Colin. I mean, I don't know how when this came, if it went up the flagpole, if anybody had a no thought, I'm glad you talked them out of it within well, the organization. Here's, here's what happened is, is Steve Stone gets a series off on the front half and the back half of the season. Yep. So he had taken a two-gamer off on the, on the front half, I think maybe against Washington, somebody somewhere, and he picked a four-gamer. On the back end, mm-hmm. happened to be in L.A. Perfect. So we we you know we we talked about it and said you know could we do Celebrity Week? And you you would think there'd be a lot of celebrities who kind of you know bucket list type thing. I could call a big league game. It was really hard to find celebrities that you know would go to Anaheim. Probably and, afraid. And, and yeah. Would, yeah, yeah, and would do it. Now Ken Tremendous, you know, obviously j- jumped at and, and terrific broadcast. You know, prepared really, really good. Uh, you know, Mike O'Brien on, on Sunday. But, you know, obviously when you have someone like Bill Walton, Jason has worked with Jason said, I can reach out to Bill Walton. We thought it just, it, it would be, it would be what it, what it ended up being. I, I couldn't believe it was a lot of fun. The, the couple days before when uh, I was on the air and people said, this is going to be ridiculous. I'm like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? And then after, you know, you get a couple of people, but that's my industry. People but, well, you, fight you know, against it things. Was, it was a nine o'clock local time start on a Friday night. And and so we were looking for something that, that that could be fun to do, you know. Jason did the game by himself on on Thursday. We mm-hmm. we had a couple things fall through, but that was great because our players joined in on the on the broadcast. So something that was really fun. I, Bill Walton had a great time with it. Twitter Twitter went a little bit crazy, yeah. yes. and you know we've we've got some quotes for quite some time. And 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 Jason did it. Jason Jason survived. Yeah, you, you get it dominated the baseball conversation the next day uh, nationally, and uh, and 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 that was fun. Um, main goal of your departments, the people that work for you, what's your main goal? Selling tickets or uh, it, in, it, selling the experience? Is it more conceptual? What's the main goal? I mean, it's lots of things. It's um, like I said earlier, we're trying to super serve the existing fans that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to engage the next generation of fans. We're trying to provide resources to our baseball departments to to go out and get players and, and get the mach- keep the machine going. Do you think about that? Are you are you spoken about that explicitly? Like this is your guys' job. If you sell X number of tickets or sponsorships, it could translate to ball players. Well, I don't know how it works with the White Sox, but to speak how it works, you know, for us is you know every dollar that we bring in goes into one of our three goals, which is reward generations of loyal Cubs fans of the World Series restore and protect Wrigley Field for the next generation of fans and give back to the community, be a good neighbor. So 
every goal, every dollar that we bring in is is plowed into those goals. So we're not taking a bunch of money out of the franchise. Uh-huh. We're, we're putting into those things. And and number one on that is baseball. Um, we've obviously you know we've put a lot into payroll. We put a lot into the ballpark. And and everyone on our team on the sales side knows. Um, but the hard work that they're putting in is is going towards those things. Do, do me a favor. If I did a circle, would you give me a pie chart as to actually where the money goes? Just help me out for future conversations. I think Forbes Colin. has that. Yeah, Forbes has that. So, <laughs> yeah, very yeah. accurate. I'm no, because sure. people wonder. People wonder. Like when it comes when Tom Ricketts says we don't have any money, people are like you know, boy, that 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 taco place looks pretty good across the street. You know, those conversations happen a lot. Yeah, no, and it's it's a good it's a good yin and yang it's a good um tension that exists knowing that we want to try to be thoughtful about where we're spending our money and we uh-huh. have tremendous faith in our baseball guys we think you know they're the best in the business that they're being really thoughtful about where they're investing um the resources and and it makes our guys feel better that when they're busting their tail to to try to drive those revenues that it's going back into into thoughtful planning. So. Well, one more thing on this. Lots of places, including actually Boston at the end, um, things can get bad between business side and baseball side. That has seemed to be pretty um, fluid uh, and positive in terms of your business side and the baseball side. Yeah, I mean, I've been other places, um, and that's always a tension, a natural tension sure. at a hockey team, a baseball team, a basketball team. There's a natural tension between – uh, you know the baseball side, the the hockey side, wherever it might be, on the business side, um, and I think we were really intentional from the beginning when we started. When when the baseball guys were hired, a lot of new guys came in on the business side, and we were all kind of new. Uh, we all had you know different experiences, and we all put our hands in the middle and said, "No, oh, this is going to be hard." And there are going to people. There are going to be people that want to divide us because it makes for good you know radio. It makes for good TV or newspaper to find the fraction between whether it's the GM and the manager or the business side and the baseball it's side. It's the easiest place to stir conversation no and is sometimes true. Yeah, no doubt. And so we had to trust each other and we all had to have a vision of where we wanted to be. And we were very intentional about uh, how we communicate and how often we're together. Mm-hmm. We watch games with the baseball guys. Um, and it's oftentimes where we get to where we get to talk about things that we need to talk about. Um, but hmm. we all know we're we're focused on the same mission, and I think there's a tremendous level of trust between both of them. But uh, I don't know that it's always that way at most teams. No, and that's interesting because it was set up, and then you try to integrate Brooks, the White Sox, um, a, a family business on some level, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I don't know if you bristle at that concept, uh, but it, 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 it's a place where loyalty is valued, where guys have been around a long time, right, right. where people seemingly cross those boundaries um, in terms of their roles fa- fairly often. Like a lot of yeah. people kind of get involved. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say. Uh, similarly to, to the Cubs, uh, our business is is run on revenue net of 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 business operations of of the operations of running the company the money goes out into the field and so you know Jerry has always has always been let's make sure everything is is spent to put the best product on the field for our fans and 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 that's what we've always strived to do and um, yes we we take a great deal of pride in 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 being a great citizen within the community and giving back to the the community i think our pro sports teams in in town do that better than any market. Uh, they mm-hmm. even come together to 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 do to work together on an anti violence campaign, which is is great for our city. So, you know, for for us, you know, outside of of Rick Hahn being a Michigan grad and me being a Notre Dame grad, uh, that's really our only friction is is that that Saturday and in, in the fall when when our teams play each other. Uh, but we talk similar to the the Cubs. 
we're talking all the time about what needs to be done, you know, where 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 he's thinking about going, you know, what we need to do mm-hmm. uh, to to put the best product possible out on the field for the fans. How how difficult is the challenge of income for the White Sox as compared to not even necessarily just the Cubs, but right. but for other for other franchises, how big of a, how daunting is it? Well, we're I mean, we're realistic. We we understand what the market looks like right now. You know, we we understand you know the we understand iconic Wrigley Field and 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 the location and 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 you know we we may not have some of the benefits that 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 Wrigley has at this particular time, but we we worry about the White Sox and 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 what can we do to drive people to our ballpark experience. You know, we're lucky in Chicago. We have two very different but great ballpark experiences. Uh from from Wrigley Field, I mean obviously the 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 history, the the way the team is 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 playing right now. Uh the neighborhood. It's it's uh, it's something that is a, a bucket list thing for for people. We're not there. I mean, we're 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 not a bucket list destination. So what do we have to play on? We have to play on you know, with, with, with you know, when you get outside of of the team on the field, food and beverage, easy transportation, um, great ballpark experience. So, so we put try to put all of this together, where when that team on the field mm-hmm. um, is is to a level that that the Cubs are enjoying right now over the last few years, all of it comes together and we create a great baseball experience. And and you know, the the revenues will be there to support a team that's going to contend hopefully on an annual basis. When I think about the challenges you both have had with, with neighborhoods in different ways, obviously the Cubs trying to deal with uh, the bleacher association. I'll never forget the day that there was a statement released from the ball Hawks association. (laughs) Um, And Barry Rosner and I were in here. We're like, Oh my God, really? And then somebody joked that the pig sized rats association of Wrigleyville had released a statement as well. We'd like to not be displaced. Things like that. But in your case, Brooks, I mean, I live in the South Loop and the 20 block difference between where I am and where you are, it should not feel as inaccessible and it should not feel as disconnected. And I think it is growing less so. But that's that's a battle that you can't fight alone. Well, that's or, that's right. And that's a battle, though, that we continue to fight. And and, and we got rid of, you know, luckily I've got 15 years of, of seeing it and, and we've gotten rid of the stereotype of, of the neighborhood and, and some of the things that were around the neighborhood. It's something mm-hmm. we continue to fight. We are on the South side of Chicago. We get it. Uh, ballpark is safe. It's friendly. It's easily accessible. I divvy to the, uh, to the ballpark right. and, often. And so, you know, yeah, connecting to the South loop, the South loop continues to encroach to, 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 to get closer and closer. I guess the extended South loop yeah. uh, is, is getting closer and closer to the, to the ballpark as, as the city grows. That's a, that's an area of growth and, and obviously an easy commute for people to get the ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm wondering an item of respect that each of you have noticed in the other's operation. You, you've talked a lot. We, we, I, <laughs> I envision you guys trading secrets like, uh, like Carrie Russell and her counterpart in the Americans. You know, <laughs> like this is supposed to be some Cold War stuff, but, you know, somebody's got to save Sean Connery from the sub when he, <laughs> when he bails in, in Red October. But, but, but I, I know there have been conversations. But, but, Colin, let me ask you, what is something that you've seen Brooks and the White Sox do that you're like, man, that's a good idea, or they nailed this or that? Uh, it's funny that you mention that because I think my goal coming into this was for neither of us to get fired uh, this morning. I'm hoping my key card Bro- works. Yeah, Brooks and I, we talk often, we text often, <laughs> and I think we both have fairly healthy senses of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my goal today, so far, I think we're good. 
Yeah, um, I got twenty minutes. I'm I thought on it. I thought the I thought the uh, Bill Walton thing, just a most recent thing, was great. Like what we're trying to do is you know connect baseball to culture and find these opportunities to um, kind of extend the reach of baseball to other things. Sure. And so like just the most immediate one, like I thought the Walton thing was genius uh, because you're engaging a whole nother uh, culturally relevant, you know, you're, you're engaging this whole nother group of people that may not, may not engage in the game. We're doing that with this new Cubs creators program where we're trying to get a lot of chefs and artists and musicians and people mm-hmm. because we're trying to, we're trying to, grow to people that may not be exposed to baseball. So I thought the Walton thing was great. That was you know one of the most recent ones that I thought um, that they did a great job on. Now for, for these guys, I, I, I admire them, what, what they have done around the ballpark, in the ballpark. And I don't think people understand how challenging it is to connect your partners and then to connect your fans to all the things that, that these guys are doing. It's, it's, I have a different perspective because during the you'd think the Jordan years you just open the doors and 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 everybody comes in. There's there's a lot to do, and I, I'm sure you know Colin's text line here is gonna gonna light up. Well, of course that's what you know for for the Cubs. No, but you're when, talking about when, in a winning scenario with the greatest player in right. the world, and you'd think it would have been easier to do the things you were trying to do. But but even going back to to when they weren't winning, uh-huh. and and the, the the ability to market. The ballpark, like Colin was talking about earlier, the, the, and and then to, to to go through their shift and to continue to connect with fans, to continue to grow the brand, um, has been something. And I've I've told him a number of times, uh, you know, they, they they're writing a playbook for for how to market a team that goes through a transition. At the same time, they've stolen a couple things um, from from you guys. Uh, Take me out to the ball game is a Harry Carey. Comiskey Park creation from Bill Veck. Yeah, let's 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 just set the record straight. What? All of Colin's success is likely due to following what I have put out there before. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're fortunate that uh, <laughs> a bunch of guys in Oklahoma started stealing our TV signal and blasting it all over the country, and it was WGN America. So, like, we're we're the beneficiaries of is that, of is, that. Is, is that the beginnings of that? Yeah, is that how yeah, that worked? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know. In some ways, we're the product of a couple of different accidents. You know, not having lights and only having day games. Right, I mean, right, right. Lots of things like that. Yeah, stubbornness like um, that. Different things. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yes, Harry Carey did uh, work for the White Sox before he worked for the Cubs. In fact, he worked for the so Cardinals did, before that. So did Sammy Sosa. Yeah. Our idea. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> All those homers. Um, yeah, and Jose Quintana. But now Jose there's, Quintana. Now there's yeah. Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's one thing. It's 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 so it's it's so hard. coming back so, around. So I've you know I've I've got two boys. So so one's fourteen, one's eleven. And, uh-huh. and as as dyed in the wool White Sox fans as as you can get, and you know the one one thing they said when that that trade happened, yeah, is they're like, Dad, no no matter what, I can't I can't root against Jose Quintana, and 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 he's he's a great guy, great pitcher. So even when he goes out there, it's it's okay for White Sox fans to like Jose Quintana. See, I was expecting you to be gloating here on how good Eloy Jimenez looks and how barren the Cubs system is of guys who look like Eloy Jimenez, and instead you act as a good neighbor here. I think, about... I, think, I think we leave that for the morning show. The morning show does that. <laughs> All right, uh, real question and an honest answer is requested. Have either of you read Vec as in Rec? Uh, yes. Y- yes. I have not read read that one but there's another one that i read which i think i loved was um it was a vec i think it was a biography it was uh called baseball maverick or something like that to that effect could be um so it's a biography of yeah, vec yeah, is yeah. Rec is full of his own lies yeah no this was somebody else <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's what you try to try to understand is yes. but uh night trained vec bill vec's grandson worked worked for us yeah 
And you know, it's it, it's it, he has that mind. That, that, he does. That, that was sent down, and and Night Train is this is this a beautiful mind. Well, Bill Ve- Bill Beck is is the archetype of your of your industry. I I, I mean, it's like it, in terms of my mind, this guy who invented the uh, the exploding scoreboard, guy who planted the the oh, ivy and Wrigley, stuff. yeah, tons of stuff. And, and I love that the origin story that his dad was a columnist. You got you know this? His dad was a columnist for a Chicago paper and wrote a bunch of articles ripping the Cubs and Wrigley. And Wrigley called up and said, "Why don't you do it?" And his dad got hired to run the Cubs. And this is how Vec, as a kid, is working for the Cubs and planting the Wrigley. Yeah, the, I, it's been a while since I read that book, but so, I would highly so recommend good. it. It's a really good – I think it's called A Baseball Maverick or okay. something like that. But it's a great, great book that gives a ton of history of, of yeah. his travels um, and what he did. Has so. everything been done? Have all the wacky ideas? Have all the stunts absolutely been done? Absolutely not. I don't think no so. Way. absolutely not. All right. Well, there's more stunts cotton, to discuss. Cotton uniforms. Oh, gosh. We're going to go there. <laughs> I, I I miss how Matt's, just, how, Matt's just been waiting to go to the uniform. How good do those black white sections? Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. Amazing. The West Coast Amazing. rappers are going to buy everything again. <laughs> right. They're going to do it again. We'll take a break. Come back more with Colin Faulkner and Brooks Boyer right here on Hit and Run on six seventy. The score. Have you guys ever been on a show together? Before? No, this no. is a maiden voyage, record-setting industry radio here. I think so. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. I don't know if in a two-team town it has happened. I cannot listen to any of your instructions, or you are my sworn enemy. And are about to meet your demise. Think of what I'm saying. We can work it out and get it straight. I'll say goodnight. We can work it out. We can work it out. Life is very short. Standing here, face to face, knuckles bared, brawling about Eloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease, and Jose Quintana during the break. That was not a good look, Brooks Boyer and Colin (laughs) Faulkner. Not a good look. Luckily, there's security in here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, right. oh, you bet yes. there's security. And by security, I mean producer Zach Withers, a one-man wrecking crew who got you water and went downstairs and picked you up. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. That, that's how we roll around Nicely these done. parts. Um, the Little League World Series uh, is to get today. The championship game, I believe, is today. Yeah, Curacao plays uh, the team from Louisiana. Curacao. What is the it The shortstop about? from Curacao, I'm telling you. Unbelievable. Yeah, well, and, and just in general, Curacao, Kenley Jansen. Didi Gregorius, who else? Andrew Jones, I believe. It is a tiny little nation. Uh, Jerks and Profar. Jerks and Profar is correct. I believe Andrelton Simmons. I mean, it is a. There's a large number from like 112,000 yeah. population nation. Just crazy. So look, that was awesome. But do you have jealousy about this Field of Dreams game next year? Because how cool is that for the White Sox well, and the Yankees? To be I've doing got that next plenty year? of questions from fans saying, "When are the Cubs going to play there?" Um, is it going to be an annual thing? Even I, I think I, I I don't know, but I think the league has plans to <laughs> try to take games to to places like we're playing in London next summer, right? Um, you know, the Field of Dreams game. Uh, we just played in the Little League Classic in Williamsport. That's the third year of that. Next year will be the second year of London. Colin, stop talking. This is a White Sox thing. Brooks, um, how did the Field of Dreams thing come, and do you, is it going to be annual? Do we know? Well, I, I don't know if it's going to be annual. It's it's just just like Williamsport, like London. Those are Major League Baseball productions. Got and, you. And this and, is too. And and when Major League Baseball called about about this specific game, uh, because what it required was us to give up a home game. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're only going to have an 80-game home schedule next year, but we jumped at the chance. I, I, obviously, from the movie, it makes sense to be – White Sox, Yankees, and and uh, the way the schedule worked out, we'll be able to play there on a Thursday night. We'll have an off day on on Friday, and then we'll play the Yankees Saturday and Sunday at home. But awesome opportunity, 
baseball pilgrimage. This is a, if if there's baseball religion, this is uh, this is probably the mecca. Yeah, and this is and I don't know. There's not going to be many tickets available, and I think are they all sort of accounted for? Well, they they they're telling us. That, well, first of all, the, the stadium has not been built, right? You know, they, they, <laughs> Which would be an issue. Did, Make it bigger. Yeah, they yeah. did a they did a game at Fort Bragg where they went in right, and put right. a, a temporary stadium in. Um, so I don't I don't know if this is a permanent stadium if it's a temporary stadium, mm-hmm. yeah, but we're just thrilled to be to be part of it and and you know, when you see what you know and 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 just to dispel anything we're not playing on the actual field from the movie set. But That's it's right about, next to it, yeah, right? It's, it's, yeah. it, 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 I've you, seen a mock-up. Right. You you walk through the corn that is the size of about a little league field the the one in the corn. Or the one that's with the, the movie corn, set, yeah. right? But if 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 you want to have a little fun, go Google Earth. Oh yeah, that location, yeah. and then ask yourself where are how, they parking? Yeah, <laughs> and there's parking for maybe twenty out there right now. Well, that's the thing about even just the Little League World Series. It's like you know you talk to the ball players and guys who got pampered and taken around in buses. Like, oh, this was great. Then you talk to some of the you know the ink stained wretches who covered it, and they're like. That was brutal. <laughs> Walking around like some of these facilities, you know, well, not, not built for major not used league to consumption. Things like that, correct? Yeah, right. yeah and, and and Dyersville, Iowa is going to be a great host. But you know, they're talking about things like how do we turn buses around? Uh, and it, on, that's on what they're talking road, about, yeah. right? Wow, it's, it's, it's a one lane. Your helicopter business. will have a place It'll to land. Fine, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. I, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> right. uh, the personal yeah. copter. Right. Uh, Barry Manilow, by the way, I believe still gigging in Vegas four or five nights a week. Lives in Palm Springs. Helicopter back and forth every night. Well, that's what Brooks says too. Right. That's what I figure. Yeah. That's Colin, it. Colin lives though. He, he lives on the North Shore. So. There's there's helicopters to choose from. You know, being, the air's a lot crisper. You know, I've gotten texts from people about property notices in the Tribune when it comes to some of you. But you, you we so, both have a lot of kids. Okay, yeah, you yeah. need a lot of room yeah. for a lot of kids. I, I understand. All right, so Field of Dreams. So Major League Baseball comes to you. It's interesting. Did they know that you might be willing to give up a home game? Is that in some ways a, an odd benefit? Yeah, I, I I think it's probably a benefit, but. Considering the movie, it, it, it was all about Shoeless Joe and 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 those guys, oh, right. uh, those that, guys playing. That makes sense. That it probably makes sense. I mean, you can probably guess the uniforms we'll be wearing for for, for that game. Why Although is that there, hasn't been decided? Why is there not, or is there, a 100th anniversary spectacular for the Black Sox this year? I know it is a stain theoretically, but at this point. Nobody is alive who was part of that. We don't blame Jerry Reinsdorf and you for what those gamblers convinced those ballplayers to do. Why are we not monetizing this? Yeah, Colin, why not? Why not, Colin? Why are we not doing that? Seems like a great idea. Isn't there a way to do that? Is that a good idea? No, that's a great idea. Technically, we are. Because you know, maybe you're not aware, but Illinois passed a new gambling law. There you go. On That's the how we're monetizing. Year anniversary. This is not yes. happenstance. Yeah. No, nope. we're going to legalize gambling. Who do you That's think, what we did. Who do you think lobbied for that? Brooks. The White Brooks Sox. did it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's it's a fascinating, if dark, bit of baseball it, it, history. It, it, Isn't there a way to it, do that? It though? really is. It, and, and and when you when you think about you know 1919 and and just it's 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 the who shot JFK of baseball because. Did Shoeless Joe really cheat because he hit what three eighty five or whatever he hit in the, right. in the World Series and right. and you know we we were just in Cooperstown and and the, the, it, it, there's a piece of of the Hall of Fame yeah. that that speaks Talks to that. speaks to that. See, this is the thing; so, it's part of the history. I've said this is, before no on the air. Like I, I've recommended, I don't know if I ever said it to you directly, but 
go ahead and embrace it and have it because it is what it is. Like it, it, people are thinking of. No, Brooks is going to name the sports book at his ballpark Shoeless Joe's. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> well, now you've opened that can of worms, so let's go ahead and swim around in the can. Um, it, I've been to soccer games, or I've and I've heard about you know football games abroad where they have sports books right there. Is that going to be a, a possibility eventually? A sports book within the confines of a ballpark in the major leagues? I, I think there's a lot to still a lot of work to still be done on that, but um, I think the balance that that both of us will have to strike is um, allowing fans that want to engage that way, you know, in, in the games to be able to do it, but the people that don't to not have it in their face. Um, so I think just striking the right balance, like if I want my kids, you know, take my kids to the game, um, I don't want to turn them into degenerate gamblers mm-hmm. right out of the gate at age 12. No, so, it, it's, um, it's pronounced um, winner or winner. investor. Sorry, sorry okay. investor. <laughs> uh, but no, we're just going to have to strike the right balance. I think there's a yeah. lot that still has to be done. A lot of the regulations and rules that have to be worked out, but it's it's definitely coming. So. Well, considering Quinn Boyer just finished his fantasy football draft, I think the degenerate part is already. Yeah, my son the has house. his. My ha- yeah. son has his at three o'clock today. The, um, so. Don't but take yeah, Andrew Luck. It's it's yeah the the um, <laughs> oh I I don't think yeah. he, he made different me, show different yeah, show yeah so um you know <laughs> from, from that there's a lot that we still need to know need to understand there's a lot of rules from or, or laws from the state that yeah. that need to be better defined uh, understanding what Major League Baseball's role is in all this. So, mm-hmm. There's nothing that's, um, you know, I think I think we're trying to understand everything that's going on. Yeah, yeah you know, it's interesting. As much as I loathe um, the idea of baseball being perverted by gambling, I'm following along with my fantasy team, of course, right. uh, during the fantasy baseball playoffs that I happen to be in right now. But, and as much as I loathe the potential obstruction, there's part of me that sees the financial sense of, say, a guy sitting on the concourse at guaranteed rate playing a slot machine and gambling on whether Jose Abreu is going to get a double or not in innings seven through nine while the game is going on. The game itself lends itself to that kind of distraction where we're all headed as a culture and income is income. Um, how, how, uh, how impossible or implausible is that image? Well, hence the reason for extended netting. <laughs> you know, if, if, if someone's going to be that into Every like like soccer, you talk about. I mean, there's there's watch and bet in 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 Europe, and and they're they're betting on on anything, and and it's yes. coming. The technology is there to, to to be coming, but I don't think any either of us will lose sight that we're a baseball game, and 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 that's what people are are ultimately going to be coming for is that that baseball experience. And I think Colin hit the nail on the head. Is there's there's a there's a balance. Yeah, I, I I spoke with a guy who's working with MLB in terms of their gambling structure, and he told me that right now the way they're setting up the app, the plan is to have bets end when the pitcher toes the rubber. So just like you said, watching bet is, is soccer, we could be betting on strike or ball right. by the pitch, and just the insanity of how that might change it for some, maybe not for no, all, but not for, for all. some. Yeah, and and the hope I think besides the revenue opportunity is that. You're engaging fans of the game, which mm-hmm. we're always looking to find ways to to deepen the engagement that our fans have with the game. And mm-hmm. you know, admittedly, baseball's got work to do on that, and and we've got to figure out a way to make our our game um, continue to make it more compelling and engaging. And that's that. This certainly hits a certain audience, uh, but we've got to continue to find those ways. 
It is uh, 670 The Score. It is hit and run. I'm going to make these guys stick around because, A, I'm enjoying it, um, and, B, I do not want them to have a good day with their families. Feels like so, a weekly show. Hey, hey, Feels like a weekly by show. By the way, White Sox are playing at home. Tickets available coming out. Beautiful day for White Sox baseball. What time? What, what time? time? Cubs are playing as well. Yeah, you're sold 120. out. One twenty. No, no we're not. We're left not sold out. There, Coso, come, come. Don't south stop south. trying to get tickets. They, yep. they exist. <laughs> Who's pitching for you guys today? Uh, good question. Hamels, see, yeah. Hamels. Hamels and Strasburg. Who's pitching yeah. for us? Uh, Renato Lopez. Yeah, he see? talked about this. Didn't you listen Ray on the way Lopez. in? He was talking about this. Yeah, it was. It was loud. Yeah, it was loud. He's angry. He's angry at your team. <laughs> Yes. I, was, yes. I was a little bit. Yeah, he was. It's 670 The Score. We'll be right back on Hit and Run. Wayne Randazzo later and Bruce Levine from the ballpark on The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.